Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Our second guest today, he's on every Wednesday at this time. Why? Because he's great. His name is Congressman Peter King, who spent the better part of four decades as one of the great politicians in the history. I mean that, here in New York. Now he does a weekend show with the judge, who uh, Danielle has forgiven, He does it on the FM side on Saturday afternoons and the AM side on Sunday mornings. Here he is, the great Peter King. Good morning, Peter. Sid, it's always great to be with you, and I love listening to Bo Snurdly. That's the highlight of my morning. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Why why would you start with that? (laughs) (laughs) You are funny. See, right off the bat, it doesn't matter what what else you say the rest of the way. You just won the day, Peter King. You just won the day. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. I'll get clip of the day then. That's it. You get clip of the day. (laughs) Hey, I do want to start with Daniel Nigro. He, um, this is a story that I think should get a lot more pub than it is. He's going to retire today, the FDNY commissioner. And I've met Daniel right. on a few occasions now because of John Katz and Matides, who I love. And I know you know him very, very well. He's been around since 9-11 and before that. Right. What are your thoughts on uh, Daniel Nigro leaving his post today? Uh, Dan Nigro has been a great commissioner. I first actually met him. Uh, it was like three days after, after 9-11. They had the first funeral. This was four days after 9-11. He was a stalwart during that entire time. He's a dedicated firefighter. I mean, he's a guy who uh, probably almost losing money by being fire commissioner. I mean, he, he could have gotten any job in the private sector. He could have uh, had a very comfortable life. But, no, Dan is, uh, again, a very, very dedicated firefighter, dedicated New Yorker, and all of us should be indebted to him for his years of service. <clears throat> I'm, I'm really proud to call him a friend, and you couldn't ask for a better guy than Dan Nigro. I wish him a long and healthy and happy retirement. Wow, that is a great, great couple of words there from Congressman Peter King to uh, Daniel Nigro. And uh, I agree with everything you said. Good man and worked hard for this city, and God bless him. Now, let's get to the matter at hand. I know you listen every day. You know that I had this Twitter war yesterday with Errol Lewis. I couldn't believe that he had Andrea Stewart-Cousins on on Monday night, did not take her to task when she said that bail reform is not an issue. Hasty said the same thing yesterday, and Adams went to Albany two days ago, and as far as I know, got nothing done. Do you believe that these people, these legislators, are saying stuff like that? Uh, unfortunately, yes, the way they are now, the way they've been the last few years, they've been absolutely terrible and almost as bad as Kathy Hochul is going along with them. I mean, listen, everyone, not just conservatives or moderates, really across the board, rank-and-file people know that bail reform has not worked. They know that all of these uh, concessions that have been made to the criminal defense is hurting the country. There has to be something done with bail reform, and not just something. A lot has to be done, but certainly giving the judges the right to, if they think a person is dangerous, to hold that person in jail. And Andrea Stewart-Cousins and Carl Hasty and Governor Hochul and Earl Lewis to act, and to act as if this is normal. I mean, there you have crime going up every day, vicious murders going up all the time. And they act as if uh, you're some kind of a racist or you're some kind of a Neanderthal if you want to uh, give the judges in this state the same power that every other judge in the country has in every other state. So this is wrong. And again, there's that arrogance that's out there. That somehow, uh, if you disagree with the intelligentsia, or when you, if you disagree with the progressive elite, it really is only two choices. Either you're not too smart 
oh, you're a racist. And, and that's, what, that's the way they try to frame the debate. And that's why I'm disappointed so far in uh, uh, Mayor Adams. I mean, unlike you, I'm willing to give him a little more time. Oh, I stop. thought he was going to go to Albany no, and fight for this. Stop. You can't say that he's going to go to Albany and, uh, okay. and then just because they tell him that it's, uh, you know, they're not going to go along with it for him to give up the fight. He should be fighting this. He should be standing on the rooftops. Instead of yelling at reporters, he should be yelling at Andrea Stewart-Cousins and Kathy Hochul and Carl Hasty. Well, he's going to yell at you now because I know you heard, you've been listening since the beginning of the show, I played the audio, where he basically took white journalists to task. He said, I'm a black man, and uh, he's basically going to, you know, he's going to do his uh, press conferences now and, and leave. He's not going to answer questions. And he, he, he said, listen, uh, he, he's upset. He intimated he's upset with white journalists, people like Sid Rosenberg, Peter King, Greg Kelly, who take him to task. That is really, really pathetic out of Eric Adams. Yeah, listen, no uh, media outlet in the, in the city gave him more coverage than the New York Post, which is almost entirely white. I mean, Michael Goodwin wrote column after column praising Eric Adams as he was coming into office. Uh, so this, uh, if anything, white, if you want to put it in white and black terms, quote-unquote white people had very high expectations of Eric Adams. Uh, they uh, strongly supported him, uh, again, because of his pro-police stand, to be going uh, after crime. So for him to raise this, listen, race is a serious issue. You can't trivialize it. And you're trivializing it if you're saying that critical reporting is based on race. There's nothing in any, anything there at all that even indicates race. So he's, uh, he's going to hurt himself. Listen, I still wish him well. I want him to do the job. But so far, there's been a lot of talk, not real action. Uh, unfortunately, he's the best that's out there on the Democratic side, uh, but he's, he's got to do more, and he's got to stop the complaining. He's, come on, he's a tough guy. He's supposed to be a tough guy. Yeah. Don't be, uh, you know, sort of uh, getting angry at reporters and, and calling them racist. That's going to get him absolutely nowhere, and it's going to get the city nowhere, and we're still going to have people being thrown on the subway tracks and people being knifed and killed. We don't need that. So, come on, Eric, get on the job. Eric Adams, bring up race yesterday, just a couple of days, Peter King, just a couple of days after he had to apologize for calling Cops, crackers, back in 2019. So that's two comments now in a week about white people. I'm just saying, I'm telling you, you can put the money in the bank. I've been right about Eric Adams all along. You guys will eventually come to the party. Now, uh, let's talk about Kathy Hochul. Every time I bring her up with Lydia especially, because you're on with John Katzmatidis quite a bit, she goes, well, I mean, we're a little surprised about Kathy Hochul. Peter King always tells us that he liked her and she was somewhat moderate. I said, wait a second, wait a second. Now she's the governor. Now she has to answer to the Democrat Party. Nothing she does surprises me. But I guess, according to you, she was more moderate. So are you surprised? Yeah, I, I am surprised. Listen, I never thought she'd be a conservative, but I thought she'd be much more down the line. She'd be more of a centrist. Listen, when she was the county clerk up in Erie County, she wouldn't give driver's licenses to illegal immigrants. I mean, she was taking, she was on you know, the right wing there. And in Congress, she was basically a, a centrist, never seemed to identify with any of those people on, on the left. And so I figured she'd at least uh, be in John Casperti's terms, a common sense Democrat. But she's not. I mean, she's gone over. In many ways, she's more liberal than uh, Andrew Cuomo was. <laughs> so, you know, you can say, OK, she has to do that to win the nomination. You know, you have to sell your soul. I mean, you have to believe in something. And I can see accommodating people, trying to make yourself a little more broad-minded, if you want to call it that. But to be caving in and going so far to the left 
to me, it's inexcusable and it's dangerous. Congressman Peter King, always great on these Wednesday morning meetings here on the Bernie and Sid show. So I put up a very nasty tweet at Sid Rosenberg yesterday about the halftime show. Not <clears> once, <throat> but twice. You know, Eminem took a knee. The NFL told him not to. He still did it. And then at the very end of that stupid song, Dr. Dre called out the police. So given the opportunity to really come up big there, those guys failed once again. So I tweeted something nasty. So did the Suffolk County PBA. Yet the Instagram had his message removed. So two questions. A, what do you think about that, removing the Suffolk County PBA's message about the halftime show? And B, did you stay true to your word, Peter King, and not watch it? Yeah, I didn't watch the halftime show. I, I didn't watch the game. And I'm not trying to be a hero here. But, you know, we went to the wakes, the funerals of two cops. I mean, the whole city was in mourning. And then you have these characters at the halftime show. Uh, attack, first of all, having uh, uh, people like Snoop Dogg, who was anti-cop, calling for the killing of cops after we just got in the funerals of two cops. And that, that song was out there. And NFL knew about it when they uh, brought him on for that. They kept him there. And then to have the other guy, Eminem, taking a knee. Listen, all this stuff with Kaepernick, Kaepernick was a disgrace. This wasn't a knee for uh, uh, civil rights for blacks. Everyone supports that. This was, he took knees against the cops. He wore the socks saying cops were pigs. They, if you take a knee, what you're saying is that you believe that cops are out to intentionally kill blacks when cops have done more to say black lives than any other group in the country. They're the ones who are being shot. I mean, just last weekend, how many cops were shot over the weekend? Yeah, and so, so at the time, the NFL is supposed to be America's game. They're out there taking a knee, attacking the cops. They have a guy on there who's uh, praising cop killers. Absolute disgrace. And to me, the NFL is enabling uh, racism against cops. It's horrible. And uh, I, I really had it with them. And Roger Goodell, as far as I'm concerned, is a, a meaningless coward. Wow. Peter King, quote, Roger Goodell, a meaningless coward. I agree. Now, last thing, for folks that don't follow Peter King on Instagram, you should. At Pete King, at Pete King. So you've been talking the last couple of days about this Durham investigation where they are investigating Hillary Clinton for spying on Donald Trump's campaign. There is no question, if you're going to be right down the middle and have no bias, that they did spy on his campaign. How much they did, you can talk about that all day long. But in my mind, there's no question that Hillary Clinton spied on Trump's campaign. And you've even said on your Instagram account, this is one of the worst things in American history. That's how you feel. Yes, I do. And spying is one thing. That's bad enough. But what they did was they got the uh, media and the uh, government to actually believe that Donald Trump was an agent of the Soviet, of of the Russian government. I mean, this was uh, the worst thing. They talk about denying democracy. President Trump was elected. He was honestly elected. And that was it. To somehow say that the Russians were behind this, that he was in collusion with Russia. Listen, I was on the Intelligence Committee. I sat through hours and weeks and months of testimony, and Adam Schiff and all those people there. There was never one bit of indication at all that Donald Trump had any dealings with the Russians. Probably, I can say this, the most surprised person in the world when Donald Trump was elected was Putin. They never thought that Donald Trump was going to be elected. They didn't. They had no collusion with him whatsoever. That was bad enough. Now we're finding out that the Clinton campaign People in the campaign were actually working to create that image, working with people in the government. And I listen, I want them to go fully after people like John Brennan, Jim Comey, General Clapper. That whole intelligence community was working against Trump. And even if they didn't intentionally come up with this, they were willing to believe it. If you went to them with a story 
that Trump was a, uh, a Russian agent, they believed it. They used fo- phony uh, affidavits to get uh, authorization from the FISA court to wiretap the Trump campaign. This went beyond anything we ever had before. Watergate was a bunch of bungling burglars. But in this case here, you actually had highest levels of the government undermining the president of the United States. The first two years that Donald Trump was president, he was being investigated for Russian collusion. Cost millions of dollars tied up, I don't know how many hours, of his administration. I remember sitting there with Don, uh, Don Jr. at three, uh, these, like, uh, intelligence committee room, three levels below the ground. Everything is soundproofed and everything else. Listening to this t- endless questioning and questioning, treating him like, like some kind of a gulag. You know, this is <laughs> horrible, absolutely horrible. It's a disgrace. No matter who you are with, who you, what side you're on, you should be offended by this. But I'm not going to expect it from the New York Times or the Washington Post. No. And they will never give their full surprises back. But this has been a, a charade, a farce, a hoax from the start before we even found out about the collusion between the Clinton administration and the government to create this false image. A fired up Peter King this morning. 60 seconds to go, Peter. Give me the Peter King percentage that the Russians do, in fact, invade the Ukraine. I was just talking to a friend of mine who's actually in Hungary, dealing with some top people over there. They believe they're not going to. I think, maybe I'm hoping against hope. I'm hoping that uh, Putin is going to make some deal, some cosmetic deal with NATO and the U.S., that we'll agree to uh, reposition some of our missiles and anti-missile uh, you know, systems, that, that type thing. He will claim that, that you know, that's a victory and he won't invade. I think that uh, if NATO is united, in some ways NATO is a paper tiger, but they, uh, they haven't gotten stronger because of Donald Trump who made them kick in the money. Right. If that's the case, I think Putin may try to find a way out of this. That's what I'm hoping for. But again, we've got to be on our guard. He, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's a murderer. He's a trained KGB agent, so he cannot in any way be trusted. He has a totally different moral sense of values than we do. No question. So uh, here's your opportunity to promote the big show you've got on the weekend with the judge, which is a great show. I've actually listened. Tell the folks when they can hear you and the judge. It's on uh, WLIR on uh, Saturday afternoons at 4 o'clock. That's 107.1 FM. And then it's on WABC at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. And that leads right into the Reverend the Rabbi. So you have the judge and the ex-congressman leading into the Reverend the Rabbi. What more can you want? Multi-ethnic, <laughs> multicultural WABC. And all of this is just to pull you to the week-long Bernie and Sid. And Bernie, <laughs> I hope you're getting better. I know he will. Yeah, he's, uh, he's fighting hard. He did send me a picture in his bed last night, another day of uh, chemotherapy. He loves you. I love you. You were great today, Peter King, as always. Thank you so much, pal. Terrific job. Thank you, Sid. My man, you got it. Peter King, the great congressman, here every Wednesday at this time.